advertise. Head coach of Jay Hawks is here, Bill Self. I'm going to ask him to start off with a statement about his club being here in St. Louis, and then we'll go to questions. Bill? Well, we're happy to be playing uh, in St. Louis. Uh, been over here a couple of times in the tournament, and sort of happy that it's you know relatively close to our home. So uh, uh, hopefully we'll get a good uh, good turnout from our Jayhawks faithful. But uh, excited to be in the tournament once again, and, and certainly don't take for granted the, the great opportunity that we have and our, all our players have uh, playing in, a, in a, a tournament that that you know will be a lifetime memory for all. Right there. Bill, I'm Mark Story from the Herald Leader in Lexington. EKU's guard play was very, very good in the OBC tournament. What about them concerns you? Well, there's a lot of things that concerns me. They, they you know, offensively, they, they don't target over. You know, uh, uh, they shoot the, they shoot a ton of threes and shoot it very, very well. And they have. It's not like you key on. You know, one or two or three guys that shoot threes. They got eight guys that can shoot threes. Uh, their bench can all shoot it as well. So, uh, you know, offensively they, they, they spread you, and, and then they, you know, their their five man uh, uh, obviously is one of the better passing big men in the country too. So they're good. They're 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 very very good. And defensively they play a little different because they they play on you know play very very high on the floor, probably higher on the floor than anybody would play in recent memory and, and, and certainly they turned you over with their quickness. So uh, those are two areas that we haven't been great at uh, defending the line and, and, and certainly take care of the basketball and that's probably their two things they do the best. So obviously, you know, reason to for us to be uh, concerned and, 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 and know those are areas we need to be good at. Bill um, all three Division One schools are over here from the state of Kansas. Does that carry any special historical significance for you? What does it say about uh, basketball in, in Kansas? Well, I, I don't think it, you know, we, we knew going in that all three schools would be in the tournament. So I don't know if it carries <clears throat> any historical significance for me. Uh, uh, but I think as a state, you know, we all, Jayhawk, Shocker, Wildcat, Faithful, should all be very proud in the state that that's, that's not populated by many can have, you know, the three Division One institutions all represented uh, uh, here and, and certainly have done so well throughout the entire years, you know, especially Wichita State with their remarkable run. So I, I, I do think that speaks volumes for the quality of ball in our state, but, but uh, I don't know if I go as far as historical significance for, for any of the coaches personally uh, being in the same region, because I think it's significant if we were each in different regions, to be honest with you. Because EKU does play so aggressive and, and up high, how do you look to combat that? Is it on the back end? Well, you know, it's been our experience is that usually when, when teams pressure like that, that there's there's you know reason why they're playing to their strengths or you know their skill set or whatever it is, but but you know we're a team that likes to play through our bigs, so somehow we need to negate the pressure so that we don't forget about playing through our bigs, and, and that's that's easier said than done. And so, you know, hopefully we teach pressure like that. We we've got some things that that we can do to try to make them pay for pressuring like that. Just like a team play soft, you know, you got things you can do to try to you know uh, you know maybe shoot the ball behind the arc or things like that. So so. Uh, We'll hopefully be prepared to combat how they play us. Right 
down here in the second row. Rick Logan from uh, News Day New York. Uh, you know, we know Embiid is out, but uh, can you tell me how your uh, defense changes without him? And also, is there any chance he could get back for the third round and if you get that far? Yeah, we said we said all along that, that he would be a longest of long shots for this weekend. Uh, but that hasn't, you know, by any stretch rule out next weekend. And he's making progress uh, in rehab, and, and uh, you know we're going slow though. You know we're 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 not pushing him out there at all, uh, and, and that could possibly be the case. But we're not that that wouldn't be in anyone's best interest. So, but we are very optimistic that, that we can get him on the practice court this next week. And if that's the case, then there will be a chance he could play if we're fortunate enough to uh, to win two games. But it, it does change just because. You know, we could make mistakes before, you know, mistakes can be wiped away. And now mistakes turn into layups. And, and so that's obviously a big difference. And, and you can tell in the games in which we played since then, you know, in the games that, that we, we, I think we're 3-2 without him, but in the games in which we lost, uh, you know, teams shot a lot of easy baskets in large part because we made a lot of the same mistakes we've been making but he wasn't there to clean them up, and so we've got to be much sounder on the perimeter. Down here, Bill. Dave Matter, Post-Dispatch. Uh, Andrew was saying that he's been taking on a more aggressive mentality since the beginning of the season. How much of that did you have to pull out of him? How much of it just came naturally? Well, I think, you know, we've been trying to pull for a while. Uh, but looking back now, I think it's gone at exactly the perfect pace. Uh, you know, there's no way he could have lived up to the hype. So if he would have put pressure on himself that I got to score, I got to do this, or I got to do that, in order to live up to the hype, it would have been not good for him nor good for us. <clears throat> Instead, he's kept a very even keel uh, approach. Emotionally, he's been, you know, solid, not too high, not too low the whole year. But I do think he has a, 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 a flair for for the moment, and and I think that goes way back, and and I'm, that as a guarantee playing great or anything like that uh, tomorrow, but it gives gives me a lot of confidence that he'll be very aggressive. And and uh, certainly that's been the case. You know, he's been he's been solid. You know, any anytime you average 17 and a half as a freshman at Kansas when, when historically my kids don't average 17 and a half, you know, because we usually have pretty good balance. Uh, uh, you know, we've had a pretty good freshman year. And he's had a great freshman year, but I do think that I do think he knows that for us to have a chance to, to fare well and make a run, uh, a good run, and he's got to be much more aggressive and impact more possessions. And if he impacts more possessions, then he naturally is going to score more. Greg Palermo with Fox 2 here in St. Louis. Um, I, I'm wondering, given your uh, your personal experience uh, coaching in this building uh, over the years, if, if that uh, plays any role in, uh, in in your preparation for the younger players. And then unrelated to that, uh, will it take the NCAA tournament to have you, uh, Kansas, playing Missouri? Uh, in the short term, I'd say yes. In, in, in the short term, uh, uh, you know, who knows what the future will hold. I've, I've never said that Kansas will never play Missouri. I just said it probably won't happen while I'm there. Uh, uh, <laughs> but I'm not going to be there forever, so you know, there'll be somebody there. That can make that decision long after I'm gone, uh, and, and and administrators and chancellors and things like that. A lot of people put it on the coaches that that uh, 
but but most of it should fall on the coaches. But a lot of people put people put on the coaches that, that you know they control everything. There's a lot of people that that, that would have a uh, probably a, a thought on uh, if that should be done right now. So so that that's that's not all on me. Uh, but for right now, I can't see it happening in the near future. And, and uh, I don't see how this building. Uh, I think we've went, I've only been here four times, I think. I think three with Illinois, and then I think we came over here and played Memphis a few years ago. And, you know, I like the building, though. There's no question about that. But I, I don't know how that will play a factor one way or another with our players. Bill Blair, Kirkhoff from the Kansas City Star. Um, getting back to Andrew just a little bit, um, you know, Kentucky was preseason number one. You guys were preseason number five. and you'll, Both teams lost a bunch of starters from last year. I, um, how fair is it to, to recognize a team in the preseason based on recruiting classes? Uh, well, I, I think that you know, in in, uh, in our situation, uh, you know, we lost five starters, and, and, and I do think uh, the preseason uh, uh, poll or whatever, you know, if you look at, it, I think it's pretty accurate. Because in a preseason poll, this is one thing I never understood. Do you pick it based on what you are when the season starts, or do you pick it based on where you should be when the season's over? And, and if you pick it on where it should be when the season's over, then I think that was a fair prediction for us. I don't think it was fair to start. Uh, but I think it was fair for us because young kids would get better. And, you know, when, when you have two guys that, when healthy, you know, can impact the game like those two can, I mean, you can make a case that, you know, there, there may not be another team in the country that would have two guys when they're playing well that could impact the game as much as those two could from their respective positions. So, so I mean, there's others too. You could certainly make a case for, for my two. So I think it was probably fair, uh, but I don't think it was fair initially. Uh, uh, I, I don't. I, I think people take for granted sometimes that, that just because they come with hype, that automatically in November they should be better at 21 and 22 year old men, and that's not that didn't happen that. It does some, but, but not that often. And if you had if you had one or two experienced guys to kind of help lead, you could say, well, we can kind of drag them along. But in our case, we really didn't have that. We're playing we were playing with a bunch of you know, really young kids. Hi, Bill. Mark Ewing, Cox, Kansas, 22. Uh, much will be made in the state of Kansas about the Wiggins brothers playing yeah. the same place. Not only the Kansas, Kansas State, Wichita State. And I'm wondering, somewhere in the recruiting process when you were talking to the Wiggins' parents about being able to see both of their sons, if it came up that, hey, they're, they're regionally close, and, and you obviously assured them that both be in the NCAA tournament in the same place. In the same right? place, we did that. We, we, that was something that we definitely tried to sell. Uh, uh, but, but, you know, we did talk about it. You know, that was something we talked about. And, and, uh, and Nick was actually great with us through the recruiting process. I mean, he's... I haven't been around Nick a lot, but from a personality standpoint, he seems very similar to Andrew. Uh, and uh, you know, he was he was helpful in the process, not telling Andrew where to go, but Nick, you think your parents would appreciate you know you make one trip instead of two and that kind of stuff. And so that was that was maybe a, a, the smallest of factors, but I don't I don't think that Andrew made a decision based on that. You know, we almost caught a break. His family almost got a serious break because Mitchell was playing in Branson, Missouri, to go to Kansas City for the NAI National Tournament, and they got beat last game, but they would have been able to see all three sons play uh, this weekend if that would have been the case, so we just missed out on that. But I think it's very cool. I, I think it's cool 
the year that, that Wichita had and, and, and for, for Nick and his family, and I think it's cool for the year that Andrew had for, for, for uh, uh, you know, obviously the family and to have them in the same building uh, where you can watch an afternoon and the evening, I think would be very cool. And, and the fact that they're not playing each other will probably be better for them. It would be something that everybody in our state, you know, uh, would probably think would be a dream, dream matchup. But for that family, it was probably it probably played out perfect for them, I would think. Coach uh, Jermaine Franklin from TSN, if you could describe Andrew Wiggins from the first time you got him at the beginning of the season to how he's matured now, um, keep and I keep in mind the, the last three games that he's had. How would you do that? Well, I think he has matured in that he's become a little bit more of a of a maybe an alpha dog or an assassin type guy uh, uh, here of late than what he was before because Andrew uh, you know he wants to fit in I mean he, he, he wants to his teammates he wants to be a part of a team he's one of those guys and, and you look at his stats this is interesting about him in the games in which we lost he scored the most points in the games in which we won, and we won easily, he scored his least points. But that's his mindset. His mindset would be, you know, well, I'm getting a lot of attention, and I don't have to do this for us to be successful in this game. These other guys do it. And, and that's a very, very good attitude, but not if you're trying to make first-team All-American. So, so, but if, if you were to look in, in our hardest games, his stats aren't 17 and a half. His stats are 20-plus, more than likely. And, and so I, I think that he's matured in a lot of ways. I, I, think, he's, I think he's comfortable that, that he knows that everybody wants him to be the guy. Uh, but but uh, I don't think he's changed much. I don't, I don't think you can change this kid much. I think he's just right here. And just to follow up on that, uh, does he have an opportunity to, I guess, prove his, or prove people right or prove his critics wrong? in the biggest stage in this tournament? Uh, he does, based on his team winning. You know, you stop and talk about the guys that have, you know, proven themselves or, 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 or whatever on this stage. It's the guys whose teams advance. So that's the most important thing. But for us to advance, he's got to play a huge, huge role. Hey, Coach, this is maybe a bit of an inside baseball question, but I'm curious to know in a few minutes after a game, when you look at a stat sheet, what are you looking for? What are you trying to pull out of a stat sheet? Are you looking to have your your source, your your impressions from the game confirmed or denied? Does it depend on a game or on a particular team? Uh, and then along with that, um, what are the challenges if you're fortunate enough to win in terms of processing and presenting information? Is there, are you risking doing trying to do too much in it if you have a quick turnaround on the game? Uh, to mean our players? Yes. Uh, well, I mean, if, if from this point forward. You know, if, if we're fortunate enough to play the second game of the weekend, then then the chances of them seeing more than one or two minutes of edit tape of the previous game would be very very slim. Uh, your your focus is the next game. So so uh, uh, you know we may show them, hey when we ran this this didn't quite look right. You know think about it if we do it this way it may improve it. But that's that's it. Uh, our our focus will be on the next team and and. Uh, you know, for me, from a statistical standpoint, uh, you know, obviously, my whole deal is, is, you know, you don't give up easy baskets and you get as many easy baskets as possible. And, and, and 
you give your opponents one or less shots every possession, and you try to get one or more shots every possession. So it's not that complicated. So, so you know, rebounding obviously plays a key to that. Uh, turnovers play a key to that. And then, to me, shooting percentages play probably the biggest key to that. Down here, Bill. Uh, going back to Andrew Wiggins, he had tremendous hype before the Sports Illustrated cover story. What was your reaction to the Sports Illustrated cover story, the lacing up the shoes like Will yeah. in comparison to Danny? Did you ever regret that or second guess? Well, uh, to be honest, I didn't play a role in that at all. Uh, that nobody ever from SI uh, consulted with me saying, would this be okay? But I actually thought it was very cool. Uh, the reason I thought it was cool was, well, I thought it was a great pick and, and that kind of stuff. I thought it was totally unfair to Andrew, uh, but not unfair from anybody trying to hurt him, just from there's no way you can be that, you know. But I did think this, I thought it would help prepare him for the pressures that's going to be before him. Because if he didn't get hit between the eyes early on, he wouldn't have been prepared over the course of the season. And you stop and think about it. I mean, this guy was going into the Duke game and, and the games after that, you know, wanting everybody. I mean, everybody is wanting to give him their very best shot. He was, he was Super Bowl may be the wrong term, but for individuals, that was their chance to show it. And, and, uh, and I didn't think he would be prepared to handle that unless he went through some stuff. And I think that those type of things helped him realize the stuff that he was going to go through. So I, I, I do. I, I think it was good for him overall. I think it was good for our program. At the time, I thought, oh, geez, this is too much for him. But looking back now, he could handle it. So I, I, thought, I didn't think it was bad at all. When I went to Oklahoma State, there wasn't quite the hype surrounding uh, uh, my enrollment there. So I, I, I really had a hard, hard time identifying with everything he was going through. Anything else for Bill Self of Kansas? All right, Coach. Thank you very All right, much. Thank you, guys. Good luck.